Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Eric Heyer from Olivet Lutheran Church, and over here is Pastor Chris Gordon from Olivet Lutheran Church, and uh, we're trying a new podcast. It's going to be fun. Ta-da! <laughs> we don't know exactly how this is going to go. Yep. Um, we hope to put one out every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, two or three weeks, and really to casually talk about the Bible mm-hmm. and how it impacts our life still today. Yes. want to look at all kinds of different things that uh, we might be thinking about. What? How do I live this out? What does this mean, really? Where did it come from? And, 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 and how am I supposed to interpret that as I look at my day-to-day? Right. Yeah. So that's, we're going to have a little fun with it. Yeah. And, and since we are kicking it off during Holy Week, yeah. and um, Chris, you have had the opportunity to travel to the Holy Land, yeah. we thought, what a great way to kick it off by talking about your experience there. Yeah. So yeah, here in Holy Week, it um I do I do in my heart and soul go back to that trip which is 13 14 I think 14 years ago now. And so many things about it were just really beautiful, wonderful and and filled with power. It's the interesting thing when you when you travel through the Holy Land um one, a lot of it's over-commercialized. Oh, it is? Definitely. Okay. You know, uh, which is okay. People are making a living. It's just fine. But um, you get to many of the sites and you go, I don't know if this was really the exact site of what they're saying it was. Sure. And and some you go, yeah, it, this might not be exactly it, but you're close. Okay. Right. And and some you go, yeah, this this was it right here. And so you have all of these these different kind of emotions when you go through that. Um, I mean, some of it was like in the in the Sea of Galilee. I'm I'm standing there as soon as we got there, I'm rolling up my pants and I'm in the water. You are right. Just I'm like, this is it and wonderful. And right there on the beach, there's a an overturned, abandoned little fishing boat. And I'm like, I'm taking this out. I'm wow. going now. And it was Yeah, that's a sign. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. It, but you can stand there and look over this this big lake and and go, Yeah, all the things that happened right around here. And it and it's wonderful. Now, so in Holy Week, you know, it, really all of those events are happening in Jerusalem. Okay. And there are there are some parts of it again that are are really really powerful, and and some you go ah. But there were a few that made a huge impact for me. Um, you know, things like we did get up on top of the Temple Mount. You know, that was the site of the ancient temple. Um, it looks quite different now, you know, the, the Dome of the Rocks there and the mosque is there. Um, but you see that Western wall or what they call the Wailing Wall. Right. And we know that's what's left from, from what they would say the Second Temple period. Um, but you know, this is where it was. It, it would have stood somewhere in this big courtyard. And, and that's really amazing. Um, so some of the the pieces though that became really real and and vibrant for me, um, well, let's start with the Palm Sunday piece, right? Um, you come down the Mount of Olives, you know. There's just this, it's it's this gorgeous mount 
and then there's a valley. But you, you walk down, and there's some different sites along there, and you can just see, yeah, this is the way you would have traveled from the little village of Bethany mm-hmm. and then into Jerusalem. You would have come right through here. Um, and then, of course, these kind of holy sites along the way, and there's coffee shop right here because i'm sure you know i'm sure before they headed in donkey and everything it's like well we might as well get jazzed up a little bit and head over our coffee do it it's gonna be a big parade exactly (laughs) but you you get down um just from there and you get into uh the garden of gethsemane Mm. and you know it's uh um that was powerful how how Uh, big is that it's yeah, I, I'm not sure about, you know, exact acreage in that, but I would say it's about the size of an average park in Fargo. Okay. You know, it trees, trees, and yep, okay. just beautiful spot. Um and uh but those trees are thousands of years old. Oh, right. So when you're looking around at and and you go, yeah, some of these trees were here. When they came through on Palm Sunday, when they were here on that Thursday and Jesus prayed in the garden and was arrested. And, um, so that was, that was pretty real. And, and then you, you stand, um, in the garden and and you look West and you go down into what is the Kidron, uh, Kidron Valley. Okay. And now it's highways and the traffic is immense and everything, but, but then you look up and there's the Temple Mount. And you see the Golden Gate, which would have been into the old city of Jerusalem, right into the Temple Mount. And it's still there. It's the same gate from 2,000 years ago. Wow. And you go, that is remarkable. So you can just see as, as Jesus would have been entering there. And you can see kind of a trail of switchbacks that go up because it's pretty steep to get up there. Oh, Okay. And you can just, you can see that this is what it would be like. And, but when, then when you're on the Temple Mount, you can see the inside of where that Golden Gate stands. And you go, oh, yeah, he would have come in and, and he would have been right there in the Temple Courtyards and, you know, just 20. Right, right past the gate. I mean, yeah. It was there. You, you, you come through the gate and you're right there. Okay. I mean, so the action is all happening there. It's the Passover festival and, and you could just, imagine the crowds and the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the kind of chaos around. Um, uh, and then just, you know, 20 yards or so away from the gate, you just go a little bit to the north, and there's um, the pool of Bethesda, or Bethsaida, as some would, would call it, where Jesus healed the man who was lame, and for 38 years laying by this pool, you go, wow, this is it. This is, you're right, right. here. Yeah. Um, but what what was really you know interesting and powerful is when you you walk the stations of the cross. The, it, it's called the Via Dolorosa, the Way of Suffering, mm-hmm. and which would start in in Pilate's headquarters, which you know today don't look anything like they would have. Um, but you know it was it was right there, okay. yeah, right next to what they would call this Antonio Fortress, and you can see some of the remnants of that where that would have stood. And you go, okay, this. This is all right. Um, and, and then you come out, um, and, and the, the, the road, uh, it's really an alleyway, you know, high walls all around, and it's not very wide. I mean, 
I, I don't know, 20, 30 feet wide. It's, it's, it's not, and it's all lined with bazaars, vendors. Oh. Um, you know, um, but I imagine that's what it was like on busy streets in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Well, and especially during that Passover, it, you've got, I'm sure, it, people coming in every, to, yep, to do those things. Everyone right there. Um, but there were a couple things along the way. You know, you, you go, the whole thing stretches from the, the trial with Pilate all the way to um, um, Golgotha and what's now called the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Mm -hmm. So you've got Golgotha, you've got what they call the Stone of Anointing, where they would have laid out his body to be anointed for burial, and then the tomb itself in, in the church. Um, and we don't know if that's exactly the, the spot. You know, Some will claim it is. Others even say that, that, no, this wasn't the tomb, it was the garden tomb, which is maybe just a little north. But even there, you... You go, okay, if this isn't it, we're close. Right. This would have been where they would have, you know, been on a, on a road that would have been outside of the, the old city uh, where they would have crucified criminals. And so you know you're close. But there were a couple of those things along the way that, that were very striking to me. Um, so you get out of, of Pilate's Praetorium and you see what they call the Ecce Homo Arch, Right where Pilate would have led Jesus out to the crowds and, and declared, behold the man, you know, after he was flogged, um, which I'm not going to explain it, but it was horrible. It was terrible, terrible form of, of torture. Um, th uh, crown of thorns on his head, the whole deal, mm -hmm. and, and then led to his own crucifixion. Um, so that arch is there. You go, oh, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, and you go, and then just a few steps after that, um, it's it's almost nondescript when you're walking on on the road. Um, there's just this little building off to the side, and and you go in and and you go down probably ten or fifteen feet um, from the present day road, and and there's scaffolding all over. You go, I don't know if this is construction zone or right. whatever. Just, but what they've discovered right there they call it the stone pavement and it is a it's limestone cobbles that were the first century roman road that was the road he would have walked on right there right the there. actual road that was it, it they it, built a, a above it because right, of progression right and things like that yep. but that is the actual road it's there yeah and you you go it is probable and very likely, I mean, Jesus walked these stones. He bled on these stones. And right. that hit me. That was one of those remarkable moments where you go, okay. You know, I, I'd always thought, I don't, I don't need to go to the Holy Land mm -hmm. um, in order to have faith. My faith is not based on seeing them. But there was something powerful when when you do see it because you gain a little more understanding and 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 you get a visual of what this was like right but that was a moment that was incredibly powerful for me going that was very real very real did, did you reach down and, and touch no, no touching no, no touching. touching no touching okay well and, so you weren't even walking on it you were just observing right oh okay. yeah okay yeah. you could kind of walk they had they had um almost scaffolding but metal you know, walkways that you could go around and just look at it. Okay. 
It it was remarkable. I bet it, it really was. And you know, then you get to go through all the rest of the stations along the way, mm-hmm. um, and and you get to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And as I said, if this wasn't it, you're close. Now, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, that's, the the church was built upon it and where where they believe the tomb was. Third century, yeah, third century church um, and uh, um, where tradition has said this was Golgotha, this was that stone of anointing, and this was the tomb, which is inside the church. Mm. And so, you know, I remember, I'm looking into this rock that had, you know, a kind of a square hole in it where they would have put, you know, the, the upright for, for a cross. You go, wow, that, that feels real, mm-hmm. you know. And then seeing that stone where they may have, you know, laid out his body for the anointing before the burial. And then, you know, it, it, it's this beautiful church and very ornate and all of the religious fineries and that kind of thing, which... You know, of course, want to pay homage in, in that. But, you know, the tomb is right there in the middle. And you go, that that was a tomb. And you can actually go in there. It's just a, a little, uh, it looks like a little church within the church. And you go inside of it and you can see that stone where they would have laid a body in the tomb. Wow. It, and And again, if that, was or was not the actual spot. It's it's pretty powerful. Yeah. You know. Um and and you can visualize it and see it, you know. So the way they would they would um bury, especially as it as it said, it's a rich man's tomb, so it would have been fully equipped for their types of burials, which you you know, you prepare the body in the in the linens and whatnot and you you lay it out in the tomb um for a year or so. And then when decay has completed, then they come in and, and gather up all the bones and they put them in a, it's called an ossuary, which literally means a bone box. And then that would be placed in a, in a separate part of the, you know, kind of a family tomb. Oh, wow. And it, so you can, you can visualize this. I, I remember, um, and just such a strange feeling, um, and someone took a picture of me as I exited that, that tomb. And um, the expression on my face was what I was feeling, which was just kind of nothing, a, a blank, a numb. It was just like, whoa, you know, I don't know if this is for sure exactly it, but we're close. And it had to be something like that. And it, those are those powerful moments where, you know, you get to this time of year and, and I can be drawn right back there. Oh, I'm sure. And, and it is a thing that, that can build us up in faith and go, these were real things. These things happened and, and it makes an impact on my life today. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and with that, you know, bringing that into our worship services mm-hmm. and, and the planning that goes into that yeah. and, and, uh, you know, as a pastoral staff and, and with Marlis, that's, that's something that you try yeah. as best you can yeah. for, for us to experience yeah. that. And, yeah. and it, 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 you going through that, yeah. 
adds another perspective to it of of what can we do. It does, you know, because that's the 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 thing about faith is, you know, these were events that happened so long ago in in a place far far away. Wait, that's a different story. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, but you go, okay, so what does that mean? How is that real for me today? Right, and and that's what we want to share together that that the story of of those events are it's real for today too in in um as we look at the events of holy week the the teaching that jesus did the the controversy the trial the betrayal the crucifixion and of course the resurrection you go these are things that are real for my life today and i and i hope people will experience that as they come to worship this week that's i was going to ask you that um as we as we get close to closing this first podcast, what what would be one thing you would like us to take away from Holy Week, from from starting with Palm Sunday, Monday Thursday, Good Friday, and then and then the resurrection? What 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 is your hope? My hope um, for Holy Week for the 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 recalling of the events and and what it means for us today is I really really pray that that people will have a sense of that divine presence for them now mm. that all of these things took place not so that god could be god it wasn't for god's sake that these things happened it was for ours and you go okay you know there's there's death in this world there's all kinds of things inside of us that experience a death-like thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a God who cares about that. This God says, I've been there. I didn't sit in the corner of the universe and just, you know, turn you loose on your own. I've been through it. I experienced it because I love you. And if people get that sense of this deep divine love for them, and they somehow have this, um, the sense of that, that's what I really hope for this, for this week and, and the times that we worship together. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate you sitting down and, and talking and. It's fun. And it's uh, good. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is our first podcast and we hope to, to have many more. In fact, we yep. hope to have so many that we can actually come up with a name. Yeah. We've, we've thrown out all kinds of names and we don't have a good one yet, you know, what was the one that you had? Oh, the well, the fern thing that was taken, so we can't right. do that. You can't two, do the ferns. yeah. So, oh, it was. What was it? What did you say? Oh, a plant in the middle. I think yeah. I kind of like that. A plant in, in the middle. middle, or it's it's know. that that's very like NPR ish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Welcome like, to a plant in the middle. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> two dudes in a flower yeah, or a dudes, plant yeah, yeah. between I two do, dudes, <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't well. Maybe people could help us think of a name for this. I mean, what we want to do with this is really um, for young families, parents, others. We, we really want to have this connect with these things that, you know, we've come up with all kinds of things that we want to talk about um, and, and maybe share along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so what do we name it? So I don't know. If, whoever chooses the name gets free donuts. A free donut? Free donut. You know, let, let's up it. A free dozen donuts. Oh. 
Well, dozens of sandwich better. donuts. Perfect. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll pay if you want it. Wonderful. I, I think <laughs> the, the the thing behind this, one of the things yeah. that, that we've talked about is that people who attend all of it love all of it. Yeah. And what we hope this will do is not only um, strengthen your connection with all of it, but also uh, as a way to show others yeah. what all of it and the yeah. all of it family is all yeah. about. So, you know, if you like this um, and you're watching it on YouTube, like, like the YouTube video. Um, feel free to comment on it. If you're uh, watching this uh, from Facebook, yeah. like the post, share the share post. Um, this is just another way, like we've been talking about this Holy Week, to invite somebody yeah. to come in. This is another way that that yeah. you can be inviting. Yeah, you know, if we can, if we can nurture our faith together, mm-hmm. if we can um, learn a little bit along the way, and and be helpful for each other, and uh, uh, and then share it. I mean, I think that would be a great thing for for this, and that's yeah. what we hope to do. All right. All right. Well, thanks for checking this out, and uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you.